You are now listening to Awaken You with Shelley Bond. Welcome to my show where we explore ourselves. We talk about growth, healing, breath, life, yoga, failures and successes, intuition, inspiration, fears, manifestation, books, writing, motivation, food, parenting, inner child work, mindfulness. What are your thoughts? My love for healing with energy work, learning how to love myself, forgive myself, and know my own self-worth. I have a deep well inside to hold space and connect with women. And I have learned that awakening is for us all, especially for those of us who think that it's not. Waking up to our life's flaws and all is possible because, my friends, life is a practice. It's not a perfect Welcome back, my lovely soul sisters and friends, to a brand new episode. We are here showing up, and I am doing a deep dive today on the chakras. I have been doing my 300-hour yoga teacher training, and I really feel like our chakras are things that these energy bodies that most of us don't even pay attention to until we get these physical manifestations like me. My ongoing physical manifestation is acid reflux and this like burning hot lump in my throat. And I know that part of my journey from freaking childhood has been speaking my truth even when it's hard. And right now, even as a mama, I'm being tested like all of us to find my voice and have my voice heard. Because if you are a parent, you will know those moments when your kids just completely ignore you or act like they don't even hear what you are saying. It gets so freaking frustrating. And then I find myself shouting at my kids and I feel like a freaking tyrant and a bad mom. And I freaking don't like it. It sucks. And then yesterday I was making this roasted chicken for dinner for all the meat eaters. If you didn't know, I've been a vegetarian actually for four years Since my first yoga teacher training, when we did our anatomy cadaver lab, and honestly, after being with the cadavers, I just feel like everything looks like human flesh, and I've been not attracted to eating meat, except for recently, I've eaten salmon, which has felt really good, and I know that... I need some of that nutrients in my body. So I am allowing myself permission to have some meat. So yeah, last night I was making the roasted chicken and I made some fluffy white, I think it's basami, basami rice. I think it's what it's called. And I made a lovely side of broccoli and then Junie wanted a side of peas. And I go to take a bite of the white rice. And I take the bite and I'm like, oh, this is so good. And all of a sudden, just I can feel the freaking instant lump, this reaction that I get to acid reflux. 
And I freaking know, like, I know that all of our things that are happening to our bodies at a deeper level are seated in our emotions and what we're blocking. And I know I have been working at healing my throat chakra, which I have learned the Sanskrit, which I've been working on really hard this week and I'm feeling really good, is our throat chakra is the Vishuddha chakra. And I used to call it chakra, but I'm being a proper Sanskrit speaker. And even here, as I'm speaking, my freaking throat is hurting so freaking bad. So I get these like flare-ups of acid reflux, reflux, I think it's called, like twice a year and sometimes once a year. But when it comes, it is freaking horrible. And the only way I can describe it as as like this lump that gets stuck in my throat and I was researching it and it's like your esophagus pinches off and then legitimate acid rises up and then comes out in this like sludgy, gross, spitty, vomity kind of way. It's horribly disgusting and painful. And this one lasted probably 30 minutes. And luckily my husband wasn't home. I say luckily. I'm such a weirdo. I hate when people are around me when things are going wrong in my body. I just like to be alone and go into the bathroom and work it out. And so I'm in the bathroom and this just like lump in my throat is closing off and it almost feels like you can't breathe. And it is, it's not fun. It's yucky. And I am not a medicine taker. I, I will occasionally like four times a year take ibuprofen if I really need it, but I just don't want to take pharmaceuticals. I want my body to do what it's meant to do. And, but I know in situations, situations like this, I'm sure a pill could have been helpful, but yeah, there was no pills. There was nothing. There was just me, but I do do this thing with, with, um, I'm trying to think of, it's called no, it's called baking soda, Shelly. It's very simple. I literally take a spoonful of baking soda and put it on my tongue. And sometimes like that, it just soothes the acid. And the directions actually say you're not supposed to put it on your tongue and mix it with water. But I found when I'm in these very severe flare-ups that that is the only thing that will soothe it. But in this case, there was nothing I could do. And I try to make myself burp. It's like so many burps. And then sometimes it just gets stuck. And it's like getting on your knees and like, just like I I did this like practice of surrender and sending myself healing in my throat chakra. And I knew like 10 minutes in, I was just sitting there with the pain and feeling And I know that for me on my journey, that I am such a healthy person and things like illnesses and things don't bother me that much or I don't let them get to me and I'm not a complainer. So when stuff like this does happen, I feel like it's the universe's way of showing me how to give people compassion who are suffering and who have pain and who have physical ailments because in that moment, it was just like, there was nothing I could do but just surrender and be with the pain. It's kind of like reminding me of being in labor.
labor of natural childbirth and in those like deep rushing grunting waves that you just surrender and try your best to soften around the pain and now as I was sitting there I was realizing that legitimately for like six months I have been struggling a lot with my voice and hearing my my voice being heard by my kids and just coping with a lot of anxiety which I can feel that in my heart chakra in my anahata chakra and I just know it was like all of this stuff bubbling up and me just sitting with it and of course not of course but this time I actually had to vomit out the rice and it was legitimately one spoonful of rice that made me never want to eat rice again and I just had to be with the pain and then after it finally softened after 30 minutes of like excruciating throat tightening clenching like my physical manifestation was huge and then I sat there and I rubbed my hands together and I was holding healing and sending healing energy to my throat chakra because I know that I have had a lot of these blockages and in a link to this is crazy is that my sister is going to school to become a holistic healthcare no a holistic coach a holistic healing coach and she did a trauma session with me and she also did a just like a coaching session for, with me and what came up in those sessions the trauma session was all stuff about being a little girl and not feeling heard and not feeling like I mattered and not feeling like I was good enough. And I was able to see that. I was able to meet my inner child and hold her and just send her so much love and healing. And then the coaching session was about me coping with this anxiety that I've been struggling with in the afternoons. And coaching is pretty cool because the coach isn't telling you exactly what you need. They are coaching you to like find your inner journey and to find your own way out, which sounds weird. But it literally went from me thinking all of these things about my husband and then I get a lot of social anxiety around a lot of people. And then I thought it was that, and then it turned into the anxiety, and then it came to that I do just get really overwhelmed when I'm just stuck in the house, and that I need to get out of the house, and one of my spiritual practices is being in nature, and I live right in beautiful nature where I can walk up the hill to the stumps and overlook like half of Estes Park and the trees and the mountains and the birds, and the sun, and even we got out yesterday, and there was a huge bobcat that just jolted across Jack, and Milo was all spooked out, and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't see the bobcat, and it, it didn't even bother me that much, because it's funny how I know my sister gets worried when she comes up here about the mountain lions, and the bears, and all the things, and I am not even afraid of nature up here. I feel like we coexist and I send out this loving, safe, peaceful vibration 
and I'm not feeling like I'm ever anywhere in a space of danger. So I wasn't feeling that. But just wrapping all of this back around to the chakras, the chakras, I'm doing my best with my Sanskrit and I'm feeling really good, as I said before, is that I did all of this healing work and then I know that healing is on this deeper level and it's on this energy level as well. And it's like when we're in the practice of doing healing, whether it's counseling or whatever sort of therapeutic healing modality that we engage in, like there is this invisible world in between this moment and some people think time is not linear. It's like the past and the present and the future all merges together at once. And it's like when we're healing, we are like cutting past through all of these lives and these moments and experiences. And then for me, like a week later, I have all of these physical manifestations. And I really feel like to heal from pain, we have to feel it. And this is just like intuitively hitting me right now is like this big acid reflex flare up is part of me healing these inner child wounds and moving forward and through it. And even though it's like hard and scary and in that trauma inner child therapy, I I wasn't having like expectations at all. But within five minutes, I was bawling my ass off about things I didn't even realize I was holding on to. I I feel like I I do put on this like strong front and I want to be a strong warrior, goddess, woman. And I do allow myself to get sad, but I don't express my sadness as much as I probably need to. And in this session, I cried like five freaking times, a lot of tears and like an ugly cry. I was feeling like that, just like bringing up old shit. And I know that, like I said, that this healing, it's happening on a deeper energetic level. And it's interesting in these moments of reflection, because if this was me about like, 15 years ago and this happened, I would have rushed to the emergency room and like, oh my God, I'm dying. I can't breathe. And now I feel like just being on a spiritual path, I feel like healing is not just in the physical. It's in the emotional. It's in the mental state, right? It's also in the spiritual. Like we have these spiritual layers of healing that need to be done in our energy bodies. And what I've really been noticing in myself and my daughter even, like she has had this foot injury for like three weeks and it's in the pad of her foot and then it's in her ankle. And I even took her to a podiatrist, which I was reading about the word, I think it's podia, is the Greek meaning is like foot healer. So it means foot healer. And obviously in today's day and age, a lot of people are prescribing medications and doing surgeries. But my intention of bringing her to a podiatrist was to just check out like the actual structure and the alignment of her feet because her feet really like wing in almost like a not like a complete boomerang, but they do boomerang in. And 
Like we all have pads. Like when we're practicing yoga, we have the front pad behind our toe pad and our heel pad. Well, Junie has a pad that kicks out all the way in the right because her feet press out like on the edges of her feet. And she also has this extra muscle, which is really cool because I actually thought it was an extra bone. And through x-rays, we found that there was no extra bone, but there is an extra muscle. And, and then going deeper, because again, like our injuries are not just this surface level. And we can't just slap on a band-aid all of the time. And we can't just pop a pill like we can. But when we're done popping the pill, when we're done ripping the bandage off, that wound, that emotional, spiritual wound is going to be there. And sometimes it's going to even grow and manifest in bigger ways. And I, my, one of my most beautiful spiritual mentors is Louise Hay. And her beautiful book, You Can Heal Your Life, like has changed everything about the way I think about myself and my body and even the people around me's bodies. And so inside of this book, if you're not familiar with her work, there is this, it's called the, I think it's called the, not the blue book, that's Kelly's blue book I'm thinking of, but she actually has one that's just the book and it actually has like a source, like a root cause. So say it's a foot injury or acid reflex in your throat reflux. Like reflex, a reflex is like when your body's moving. Reflux is something that's coming up. This is something I'm learning as an adult is to not shame myself for not knowing things or saying things. Like if I come across a word I don't know, I Google it and I find a meaning and then I use it. So I encourage you that We are all as smart as we choose to be, and we don't have to be bogged down by the shit of our past. But anyways, coming back to this book, though, there is, like like I said, our, our manifestation or whatever is happening to us. And then there's like a thought pattern behind it or like an emotional state. She doesn't have as much the emotional root cause which is something that I've really been more digging into and learning that chakras, and so I'm coming to Junie's specific injury, is a foot injury. So anything in the lower limbs is a part of the muladhara, mula, I'm, I'm working still, muladhara chakra, the root chakra. And that is our space of safety and security and trust. And in the traditional chakras, this color association is red and sometimes black. And this, I am really excited about this because I'm learning about mudras. Mudras are these kind of symbols that we create with our hands in yoga that we can transmute into our daily lives. And each finger has an energy center source attachment to it that we can actually help use to help heal and align and balance our chakras. So say for Juni in her Muladhara chakra, in her root chakra, it is the ring finger. And the ring finger is 
attached, right? All the way to our roots down low. And when we attach or make a symbol with our thumb, it like rounds it out. And mudra means seal. So it's like we're sealing that energy center together. And the thumb's energy center is the solar plexus. The solar plexus is the Manipura chakra. And that energy center is related to like our confidence and our worth and our knowledge and our inner wisdom. And this is where like the space comes when we're not feeling good enough. We're not feeling smart enough. And that is yellow. And that's the space like right under the boobs or the pecs and right above the belly button. And that's yellow. And that's the Manipura chakra. And so for Juni, we have been doing a lot of this mudra of holding. So you can look at your hands right now with me and look at your fingers. And we're taking the ring finger and we're making a circle with the thumb. And so that's like linking and bringing those energy sources, those energy centers together, which is like such this powerful practice. And I'm also learning about chance for healing these different energy centers. And when it comes to the root chakra, right, our sense of safety and grounding, our healing mantra is lam. So we can use this mudra, like if we're struggling with any leg or foot injuries, just bring that ring finger to the thumb and you can just bring awareness, bring love and light, compassion to the space of the roots. And we can also question and ask ourselves, like, why am I not feeling safe? Why am I not feeling like I can trust? And this is when the mantra practice comes in and we can mantra Lam. Lam. And we can mantra that 108 times. In the yogic tradition, 108 is just the spiritual number. And after being a mantra -er for many years, for me, I have found that it takes me at least like 54 chants to get out of my head and to actually feel the vibration of the chant because it's crazy. You can be telling your mind, lum, lum, and then you're like, what's happening? My throat is hurting. Oh, dinner, lum. I need to blow my nose, lum, lum, lum. And so the 108 is really helpful. And that's why traditionally yogis wear a strand of malas, which is this beautiful necklace. And if you haven't checked out, I make custom ones and I have an Etsy shop. It's Awaken You Malas, but we hold these and they're like our counters, our markers. So it's like lum and then you move it down, down, down. You can even use, if mantra is not vibing with you, you can even make up a healing affirmation like Louise Hay. So it has to do with our grounding, our safety and our security. So we could create a healing mantra, a healing affirmation or an auto suggestion, which 
an auto-suggestion is just a suggestion from the conscious mind to the subconscious mind to shift our paradigm because our paradigm is everything that we believe and think about the world and ourselves and it's kind of like fixed. We're really fixed in our paradigms. But with auto-suggestion, mantras, affirmations, we can actually alter our subconscious mind and rewire new thoughts. There is so many different therapies and healing modalities that we can do to help us heal on these deeper levels because everything does have a root cause. And I think that this is where we become ignorant if we think otherwise. If we think, oh, this is just happening because of blah, blah. A lot of the time, it is these deeper emotional childhood triggers that are bogging us down. And in many instances, it can be from environmental pollutants like EMFs, radio waves, electromagnetic frequencies, but this is not about that. (laughs) This is for a whole new podcast. I wanted to share more on our energy centers, our energy bodies. So we, we talked about the Muladhara chakra, the root chakra, which is, right, we talked about this, our sense of security and safety and grounding. And that mantra is Lam. And when it comes to mudras, the ring finger is our earthing element that is connected to our root chakra, the Muladhara chakra. It also is connected to our immune immune system, our legs, our feet, our sense of smell, and right, our stability, our grounding, and our security. And the color associated with our root chakra is red or black. And great crystals that you can help with healing, like different healing modalities for the root chakra is anything black, like dark colors, black obsidian, Apache tears, black tourmaline, onyx. You could do red jasper, garnet, any red crystals or black crystals can help heal this energy center. And also, if you're just a type of person who is called to wear black or red, you could be intuitively helping heal that energy center because there is this presence when it comes to color. And this is something really interesting that I heard a couple years ago that nowadays, this is funny, is that like something our grandma says nowadays that our energy centers might not be as generally located in certain and specific spaces in our bodies that now a lot of people are thinking that the energy centers are just like like this rainbow bright like pastel fluffy puff of tie-dye colors intermittently sparkled and spattled throughout our whole body which I can jump on to that somewhat because it is kind of weird to think of that our 
only our root chakra would be related down to our feet because maybe there's something up in the head region or the shoulder or the arm or even the back that could be linked to the root chakra. But that is just, that's another, another topic. But what I'm sharing today is like the, the traditional chakras, right? And that root chakra is located down in the hips, down below, all the way to the tippity toes. And the next energy center is the sacral chakra. Some call this the space of sexuality and creativity. And the healing color associated is orange. I like to imagine like orange war paint splattered across these spaces. And that's just above the hips and just above the navel. And that is the Swadvistana Chakra which is our source of sexuality and sensuality. And depending on the source, it's creativity as well. I really resonate with this being the space of creativity, right? It's also the space of reproduction, right? That's where babies and are birthed from, but also creativity of our life is birthed from. And when it comes to a mantra, for the Swadvistana, the sacral chakra, it is VAM, which is V-A-M. And don't overthink the mantras. I know when I first started with mantras, I would get really caught up that I didn't know the pronunciation. And I've been working with these mantras for four years, and I'm still working on my pronunciation, right? It's all about intention. It's all about the intention on healing this space. And so when it comes to the sacral center and our hands, our pinky is the finger that is related to our sacral chakra, which is the earth, er, excuse me, it is the water element. And this is in charge of our sense of well-being, our general well-being, our reproduction, as we spoke on, our sense of taste and letting go, releasing, surrender, adaptability, and moving forward. And I know so many of us get locked and trapped in this center, especially if we don't deem ourselves as like an artsy or a creative person. But the thing is, my sisters, is we are all creative beings in our own ways. Creativity is not limited to the writers, the artists, the songwriters, the musicians. It is a thing that we can invite and invoke into so many different aspects of ourselves. We can be creative thinkers, creative dressers, creative communicators, creative organizers, creative cooks, that creativity can spark in pretty much any aspect of our lives if we are open to it. And again, when we're talking about healing and clearing and moving through these energy centers, so something we can do is join that pinky to the thumb, kind of close your eyes, soften, 
call on the healing color of orange and invite the healing vibration of Vam and you can bring this mantra into song. You can vam 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 right or if that's not vibing you can turn it into an auto suggestion affirmation of i am a creative being it is safe to be sexual i express my sexuality freely or come up with any affirmation that vibes with you and then our next chakra is our solar plexus so kind of crawling up on the body go above that navel and below the breasts or pecs kind of in the lower rib region is the manipura chakra which is our source of willpower our self-confidence right this is the space when we're not feeling good enough we're not feeling smart enough all of the i'm not i'm not i'm not and an awesome mantra for this one is Ram, R-A-M, Ram. And if that is not vibing, the Ram, Ram, a great auto-suggestion from your conscious mind to your subconscious mind is I confidently move forward with my choices that improve my life and the color associated is yellow so think of a bright beautiful yellow lemon a bright gorgeous just like fresh off the vine lemon and the finger for the mudra is the thumb which is like the ceiling finger and that's actually the fire finger. It's funny. I always thought the pointer finger was the fire finger, but it's the thumb. The thumb. The thumb are solar plexus. I think of like, that's like the space where heartburn actually originates. It like gurgles up the solar plexus from the belly. And that is in charge of our actual digestion. It's our sense of sight. And it's also in charge of our inner strength and our willpower. And the Manipura Chakra, the solar plexus, I know for me is a space I struggle with, right? I was telling you all about my horrible acid reflex. And this is a space that needs so much healing. I know, especially for women, we need healing sisters in this space. And so for a healing mudra is you can just take thumbs and thumbs and just touch them together. And you could do that mantra. Ram. And I can just feel it like that has such a healing vibration inviting that healing color of yellow 
And if a lemon doesn't resonate, maybe the sun or something soft like a baby chick yellow or whatever vibes with you. You could also make up your own affirmation for this space of I am a confident human and I am beyond good enough. I am beyond smart enough. I have all of the wisdom I ever need. And those are just some intuitive affirmations, which I think that we need to give ourselves more credit than we do because we were all born freaking perfect, whole and complete. But right between the ages of birth and seven, there were so many things, sometimes people and experiences that made us lose that sense of our perfection that now perfection is something that is so unattainable and we look for people on movies and magazines and guess what they're freaking photoshopped and their alleged quote unquote perfectionism is not perfect like we are all perfectly imperfect and there's nothing freaking wrong with us there's nothing wrong with you you are not broken And when I say you don't need fixing, it is true that what we can do instead of just trying to fix our broken selves is just beginning on that healing of like that soothing and moving forward through our flaws, through our imperfections, right? And I think for me too, it's not grabbing on to my old paradigm of not feeling good enough and not feeling safe and recreating that, right? We can recreate that with our mantras, with our affirmations, with our yoga practice. Okay, so let's move along. Oh, actually, I wanted to touch base too, and maybe I'll do this at the very end. I don't know if it'll be too overwhelming, so I'll just back up. But there are also healing yoga asana poses for each of our energy centers that are linked innately to the energy centers. So if we just kind of rewind back to the muladhara chakra, the root chakra, any standing poses, like where your feet are flat on the earth, or balancing poses like Virabhadrasana 2, Warrior 2, Virabhadrasana 1, Trikonasana, the triangle, Vrikshasana, come on Sanskrit, let's fire it back up, Vrikshasana, is the tree pose or any standing like doing the chair pose or anything where your feet are flat on the earth. And I especially think the tree pose. So that's the pose where you have one foot rooted into the earth and you kind of zip up from the center and engage your core and your booty. And there's a couple different variations where you can kick stand above the ankle or you can go between the ankle and the knee. You just want to bypass the knee and you don't want to lock out the knee. In yoga, we always want soft and subtle joints. And then the third option, which is the one that we see a lot of yogis doing, is you bring the heel up towards like that crease in the pelvic wall. And then the foot is tracking long, right, but not hitting the knee. And then you want to find that inner strength and lengthen the spine, drawing the shoulder blades back, 
opening the heart, growing the head, growing the heart. And this pose is awesome where you can catch a mudra. And right, if you're in that pose, catching that ring finger to the thumb. And if you're in that pose and you freaking chant your lum, there's going to be some magical freaking root chakra healing. I invite you to try one of these energy centers. And in the notes, I will include the the mantra, the mudra, and the healing asanas just to kind of help you because I know it can be a little overwhelming at first. Like I've been studying on the chakras through yoga and Reiki for four years and I am like blown in my mind all of the things I keep learning. So there's a lot to it. And then rewinding or fast forwarding to the Svarvistana, the sacral chakra, that sexuality and creativity. So this is anything where we're doing a hip opener, sitting on the butt, butterfly, soles of the feet, soles of the feet, um, anything where we're in like a runner's lunge, a half of a pigeon, anything like happy baby where you're getting that kind of nice external rotation on the hips, getting the hips open is healing for the sacral chakra. And then coming up to the Manipura chakra, I'm, I've caught up. See, this just shows that we can be human and it's okay and we can re-invite our information. And with the solar plexus, any twists. So right from the center, you can be seated. Inhale, raise the spine. Exhale, twist from the shoulders all the way to the center. You can reach the right arm back. Take the left hand and reach it to the left knee. So that can be a nice twist. And then big breath in. Exhale, back to center. Twist the opposite direction. And just know with yoga, we have also, there's two of our energy bodies. We have the Well, there's seven energy bodies, but we have like a right source and a left source. And our right is our Pingali Nadi. And we always want to start our prana, like our work on the right side of the body, which is something I've been learning because for four years I teach from the right, which means I've been teaching my students to cue from the left. And I'm really grateful for my training that is kind of re-inviting and giving me this information. So that right, these nadis, these other energy centers in our body. So our pingali nadi is our masculine, our solar energy. And then the left of the body is our ida nadi, which is our feminine, that dark, that cooling energy. So when we're doing our asana practice, always get yourself cueing in the right first. So I am going to be mirroring you when I teach. So I am inviting myself permission to be human. And now I'm starting to cue from my left, which will be your right. That's just like my note that I'm picking up on. Okay. Now moving forward, we're climbing up the body to our chakra, the anahata, the heart chakra. This is the most common chakra that we practice in yoga. And it's our space of love, our space of healing. This is where we allow love right 
sometimes only for others and we leave ourselves out. But it's so important more now than ever to invite self-love and self-compassion in. And so this is the space, right, the upper ribs to the upper chest to the top of the shoulders. And this color is green. I think of a beautiful like Kelly green or a forest green and a really awesome crystal for this space is green adventuring and also for the heart chakra is rose quartz which is a light pink that can also be associated with the heart chakra. I think of green with little sparkles. My daughter has been obsessed with this dress from Target and she's had four of the same dress in different sizes and the top of it is these beautiful white rainbowy sequences with long sleeves and then it kind of cuts to her ribs with this light pink really beautiful tulle fabric that comes to the top of her knees and she wears it like every day we wash it and it's her favorite dress And so I always think of her wearing her beautiful dress and it's always there's this time of day where the sun hits her dress and it's just like, "Mm." so Junie and her sparkly dress always remind me of the heart chakra because she is filled with so much freaking love and light and just such a little nugget. And so the finger attached to our Anahata chakra is our pointer finger, our index finger. And I think of like raising your finger like, aha, I have an idea, Eureka, like in pointing it up to the air, because this is also related to our air element and right, our heart chakra, which this intuitively, we know this, right? It's our breathing, our lungs, our physical heart. It is our sense of touch. And the emotional states attached to the Anahata Chakra is our sense of freedom, our joy, our forgiveness, and our compassion. And just notice in yourself and the world around you, like nowadays people are so guarded and people have such slouchy chests. And I think it's because of cell phones and driving and life is we're just crouched over and it's almost like we're guarding and we're not allowing our heart chakra permission to like grow and expand and heal. So I invite you just tune into your body and just take a minute and find your sit bones and inhale, roll your spine, growing it up tall, grow, grow, grow your shoulders, inhale, bring your shoulders up to your ears exhale back squeezing the shoulder blades together extend expand the heart in the front body and feel what it feels like to open your heart to experience love to feel free in your body because we have been shutting our hearts down for so freaking long it's time to heal our heart it's time to love ourselves and so right that mudra is going to be index finger to thumb, which is one of the most common mudras. It's called the Gayana mudra. So pointer goes to thumb and other fingers just splay open. And when you're doing mudras, like it can feel a little weird at first, but 
everything is weird at first. And if you're feeling more open to inspiration and energy, palms raise up high to the sky. If you're feeling like, oh, I need grounding, you push those palms on the top of, of tops of your thighs. And even like I said, you can grab onto these mudras when you're out in public and you're struggling or you're feeling like anxious around a lot of people. I do this all of the time. Slip a mudra in your pocket. Literally just put it to your hand by your side, right? Notice we cross our arms. Well, when we cross our arms, we're comforting ourselves. We're innately pushing all of our fingers, all of our different mudras and our elements and our energy centers back in our body to create this safe and grounded space. So imagine if when if you were feeling anxious that you could grab that Guyana mudra, that pointer to thumb, or a great one for anxiety is going to that root chakra finger, which is the ring finger to ring finger. And holding that, that's like the mother nature, like holding that mudra to yourself. Hold it in, feel the safety and the groundedness. It's lovely. And so we're coming back to the heart chakra. And we have our mudra, pointer thumb, pointer thumb. And our mantra is yam. And we can inhale that breath in. Yum. Yum. Ah, such a soothing vibration. I love yum. Or you can mantra, I am love. I am compassion. I am healing. Those really resonate with me. And for many of the years, I have journaled and affirmed, I am love, I am compassion, I am healing, I am healthy. I say those to myself constantly and journal them when I'm struggling. It's interesting because I do it more when I'm struggling. However, if we do them when we're not struggling, it will help us more. So don't just be how I am and only wait for when you're struggling to help yourself. Because when we help ourselves we're setting ourselves up for success because we're protecting ourselves and we're we're helping ourselves and moving up to the throat chakra the vishuddha chakra is blue i love this blue space it is our source of truth this is interesting in my notes because my notes are saying it's our source of creativity but I don't resonate with that. I more resonate with a creativity coming in the sacral chakra. So grab what resonates with you. If you feel like creativity comes from your throat chakra, awesome. That's great. To me, the throat chakra is our sense of communication, of speaking our truth, even when it's hard, like doing and saying the things that we don't want to do and don't want to say. And our middle finger is connected to our throat chakra, chakra, and it connects us to the ethers and space, and the that's the elements, and right, it is our sense of hearing. It's located in our mouth and our ears. It's our inner peace and our self communication and communication with the world around us. So our mudra for the Vishuddha chakra is middle finger to thumb, middle finger to thumb. 
and don't overthink the other fingers. Like if they're touching, you're okay. Like do what feels good for you. This is not like a, this is exactly what you do because I don't think that anything is a one size fits all. We have to find what feels good, what resonates with us. And our healing mantra, if we're going to grab that mudra, grab that mudra with me. If you can middle finger to thumb, let's feel, how does it feel? Ready? Breathe it in. It's hum, H-A-M. Hum. Hum. That feels so good. I will mantra this 108 times and it always helps. It always helps. Or your auto suggestion or affirmation is I am speaking my truth every day. I am communicating from my heart and just knowing, right? When it's coming from a space of love, not a space of ego, not a space of fear, because there is the difference, difference, like speaking our truth from that ego self is not what the healing, the throat chakra is all about. It is from that heart centered space, which sometimes speaking from that heart centered space and allowing yourself permission to draw boundaries to to detach from unhealthy relationships, like check out your relationships. And if that relationship, if that relationship is not helping you grow, is not serving you, is not making you feel like a brighter person, then it might be time to move along. Even if it's hard, I have found when we speak our truth from that heart centered space like that, Like we are healing so much. We're healing so much of our karma. It is amazing. And I can experience these like energetic shifts where I can just feel like energy, like detaching and moving and freeing itself from me. It's amazing. And I'm pretty sure I said, but right, that's your throat, the front, the sides, the all, the back of the neck. I like to imagine that war paint like beautiful robin's egg blue or like a just bright sky blue or whatever blue resonates. And then we're moving up to the Anya chakra, which is the third eye chakra. And again, these two chakras can be different colors. Some people say light blue for that chakra. Some people say purple, light purple. I resonate with purple and amethyst has always resonated with me. So grab onto what resonates with you. And right, that's our source of our inner wisdom and our spiritual awakening. And it's really cool when it comes to the hands. It's the palm. The palm of our hand represents the mind. And it's our overall senses and our intuition and our clarification. And right, this palm, like a good mudra is Anjali mudra, bringing palms, kissing palms, fingers extended, pointing up and out, creating some space. Our healing mantra is our good old, the sound of all creation, bringing masculine and feminine, solar and lunar together with an inhale. It is OM, O-M. Bring that breath in. 
smile. I love Om. It is near and dear to my heart. It has helped me out of so much shit. I'm so freaking grateful. I went through a phase where I was oming like constantly throughout the day, just om 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 om. And my favorite when you get in a group of people is rolling ohms. And that's just breathing your breath at your own pace and exhaling your ohm at your own pace. And it's like this symphony, choir, beautiful, healing, vibrational shift. We did this a lot in my first 200 hour teacher training. And every time I left there in like this blissful state, because we would end all of our practices. And I like to end a lot of my yoga classes with three ohms, which is not many, but it's just enough to create this vibrational shift. And you can feel it, right? Because words, affirmations are more of like a frequency like that we're putting out, which is awesome. But a vibration is higher than a frequency. So if you really want to alter and help heal that vibration, like shift the way you're feeling and what's happening, these mantras are powerful. And I'm not saying that affirmations aren't because they are. And I like to do it all. I'm a, I like to do the crystals, the mantras, the mudras, the movements, all of the things like I am. I just like to do it all. It is, it's, I just, I am, I'm one of these multifaceted people. And I also think it's important for us to see what works for us because what works for us doesn't work for everyone else. And you know what? I'm thinking, I forgot the asana poses, which is totally fine. I'm all good. And so when it comes to the anahata chakra, the heart chakra for our asanas, it's anything that's like a back bend. So just raising your heart, getting that back back, anjaneyasana, that crescent lunge with one foot on the ground, back leg extended back, and you could be in a standing runner's lunge or the knee down on the ground, arms extended high to the sky, right? Draw link from the spine, back bend, exhale, or you can do broader back bends like Amatsyandrasana, a fish pose, which I love the fish pose on a supported variation. And I love bringing gratitude into any pose that is going to be for the heart chakra. That's really helpful. Or right, a camel is another really common, but that's more of an advance or a um, boat pose, bow pose, excuse me, where you're laying on your belly You bend the knees, you can reach back, grab the knees, inhale, raise the heart, back bend right there. Okay, and then I'm thinking that, yes, throat chakra, um, vishuddha chakra is like a shoulder stand, like anything where you're kind of bringing the awareness to the neck, like that candlestick variation. 
And something that's really important when we're coming into shoulder stands or plows when it comes to helping heal the throat chakra is you want to make sure you have at least two inches of padding underneath of your shoulders to protect your cervical spine. Because for so many years I was doing my plow and I always felt like an elephant was sitting on my freaking head and I realized I was damaging my cervical spine. So you can even take your yoga mat and fold it into fourths, which is a little annoying, but fine. Or get some blankets, fold them and make sure the width is as wide as your shoulders. Place them under the shoulders, like sit up, exhale, lay back and make sure you have that space that you can feel between your neck, right? And your head in the floor. So you can do those throat chakra healing healing poses. We're moving on up to the, as we were at the Anya Chakra, and we talked about that amethyst is the color that I love and resonate with. And I love to activate the third eye chakra when it comes to asana. I love a good old child's pose and rest the forehead on the earth and roll the third eye side to side or even in a sukhasana, in a meditative pose, or laying on your back, you can grab that Anjali mudra, and you can take your thumbs of your, your thumbs, your thumbs of your thumbs, your knuckles on of your thumbs, and you can press them into your third eye, and just give a little circle in one direction and the other direction, and you can also bring Right, a healing affirmation of I am intuitive. I am listening to my intuition, which is really helpful and amazing. Our last but not least, our most beautiful connecting us to the universe, to the divine, to source, to creation is the crown chakra, which is Sahasara chakra, which is our source of connectivity, our inner goddess or God, right? It's our connection to the divine, to the universe. And with this, it is like all of our fingers. And I think the best mudra for the crown chakra is a lotus. So you just kind of rub your hands together, if you will, with me. And then slowly peel open, keeping your palms joined together. And you can even keep the thumbs and the pinkies together and just extend and open. And you can even inhale a breath and draw your lotus to the top of your Sahasara Chakra and inviting like that intention of being connected in one with the universe, knowing that there's no difference between you and the universe and you and any person on this planet, that we are all children of the universe. And again, like I was saying with the colors, this can depend on the source. I've always connected with like white or gold at this energy center. Some people connect with lavender or silver. So whatever vibes with you, it's right. It's all about intention. And that mantra is our own, the yummy om, om, om that can save us from so much. And asanas for our crown chakra is headstands, like anything 
when we're kind of getting our head close to the earth, a dolphin. I know I have been practicing for like eight years, and this is my confessions from a yogurt yogurt teacher. Have you ever seen Noel? And she's like, why does everyone keep saying yogurt pants? Like, your yo- these are my yogurt pants. I don't know why I said that. It's funny. I love that movie. I love Anna Kenrick. I think she's freaking adorable. But my confession is I struggle with confidence when it comes to shoulder stands and headstands. I still need the wall and it's fine. I'm letting that go and I'm working and I just need to gain the confidence and trust myself because there's so many yogis I see who can just like get in a freaking headstand, arm stand, and just rock it out. And I let that go and I invite myself permission to have compassion. But back to our asanas is anything right where we're getting our crown near the earth. And even a good practicing for headstands is turn your body. Okay, so you have a wall near you. Let me try to cue you in this without being on a mat. And then you can get into all fours and a tabletop and then just start kind of moving your hands and walking your feet up on the wall. So your goal is to walk your legs up into like a, like a seven, a number seven onto the wall, like a, a nice corner and your hands are nice and wide open. Hands are stacked under the shoulders, pressing into the earth. And this is a great way to kind of start establishing that trust with ourself when it comes to hand and arm stands. And even if you're like me and you're not there or you're rocking it out on your arm stands or shoulder stands, or these are completely out of your practice, maybe you've had a shoulder injury and it's just not in the cards that you can still activate and open your crown chakra, right? A great crystal is moonstone. I love selenite. Anything light and white and milky can help with that. And right, just bringing that awareness to that space and that openness to help heal and clear that energy center. There's many meditations that we can do to also help clearing our energy centers that you can find on YouTube. I do pay for the YouTube Red because I am on YouTube. I have my Awaken You Healing Center with Shelly, which I strongly encourage if you do do your meditation practices or affirmations because advertisements are nothing that we want to add into our practice because we're already having everything coming at us from social media and all the things. So if you do do your meditation or affirmation practices online, make sure you have a space where you can connect to and be free from ads because we want to be a clear conduit, not just like this person who can, like a consumer. We're not trying to consume in those moments. We're trying to surrender in these moments. Okay. There's so many things and I know that this was a lot of things and I'm almost thinking I might break this down into a seven part series and talk about each chakra individually and kind of deeper dive because it's really hard. I'm at an hour and six minutes and trying to squish everything in, but I think this is a good foundational 
chats on the chakras and little things that we can do to help us in our life. Because, right, we can't just band-aid and cover everything up. That we need to kind of get to these deeper spiritual, emotional wounds and help ourselves heal ourselves on deeper levels. Because as Louise Hay and my dear and departed Wayne Dyer both shared that we are such powerful beings and we have the capabilities to heal ourselves in many different ways. And sometimes our healing comes in different forms than we expect, right? It's like with anything We have the intention, but we have to let go and surrender to the highest good of ourselves, to the highest good of humanity, and know that the universe, right, does have our back, as Gabby Berenstein said. Like, the universe is on our side. The universe is conspiring in our favor, even when it feels far away. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. Please, if you haven't already, head over to iTunes and leave Awaken You with Shelly Bond, a five-star rating and a review. It means the universe to me. You can also find my book, Awaken You by Shelly Bond on Amazon. And you just type in Awaken You, Shelly Bond, and my lovely color with watercolors and you'll see the awaken you with some of my art behind it it's beautiful i love it my heart and soul my story my guide is here you can follow me on facebook shelly bond or also on insta graham no i changed it i'm like shelly lovely it used to be shelly lovely it's now awaken you shelly bond and please also head over to youtube awaken you healing center with shelly I'm so excited about this space. I'm just sharing all of my loves. I'm manifesting this healing center that I've been just feeling this deep calling to put out. And this is that space. So I love you. I'm grateful for you. And I'm here. I'm holding space for your healing. I'm holding space for whatever it is that you are experiencing in your life. And I want to tell you that you are not alone in this journey, that I'm right here holding your heart, holding your hand, creating this space, this sisterhood for us to come together and heal on deeper levels. I'm grateful for you and I will be back here next week hanging out with you. Bye for now.